Hello and welcome into the Sober Data Football Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdini on Sober. Joined today by Sean Newsham, PSU fans too. And are you going to turn around while I say it? Ryan Haber. It's Haber on So Rare. It's Haber So Rare on YouTube. And he's here because he had the topic for today. And Ryan, before we get into it, we had the first question. What is Dross? It's a, I, uh, I thought it was quite universal. It's just a term in the UK for like shit, like crap, rubbish, you know, like Dross is just, yeah, just just garbage. I think, I hope now, maybe I'm wrong actually. If it I've makes never you, heard it in my life. If it makes you feel any better, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Okay, um, good. But, All right, there. Yeah. Okay. But there are a few people who didn't, including Sean, apparently. So look, learning something new already. No idea. Anyway. I just It just rhymes, alliteration and that, you know. It was perfect. I'm, I'm glad I thought of it myself uh, and had nothing to do with you DMing me and giving me the exact title and what you wanted to talk about today. So, Ryan, why don't you just let us have it here since well, this first, was your idea that I made? First be. of all, it, it was pre-planned that we wear the same shirt and now I'm kind of regretting it because people already call me Sean's son. And now I'm realizing I, I like, you to do it. it just feeds into the stereotype. I'm, not, I'm really not happy now. I was, I'm, can I change my shirt? I yes. had a I had a great shirt picked out, guys. Hang on, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna change my shirt. <laughs> Man, don't worry. I'm at least we figured out like what what it takes to get on a show. You just need to give Laird a topic so he doesn't have to come up with one himself. And then you get to come on because I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Then um, you get to anyway, doesn't want to have a conversation about it. Did we say depth and dross rhyme? I believe we meant like it's an alliteration. I don't. Did I say that? <laughs> Look at I also have no idea what the topic even is. So. Okay, so you all session. So, first off, thank you everybody for joining. If for some reason you haven't liked the first four minutes of this, that's an absolute shit show of me starting this and then losing us. Feel free to hit the like button. But anyway, do you prefer Ryan or Haber? Either Ryan works. Yeah. So, so it doesn't work for me. Right. Why not? I'm just sorry. I just have to call you Haber for some reason. But anybody who listens to the So Rare Ramble. And everybody should go listen to it. He's Ryan on that show, but he's Haber on this one, just to be clear. Yeah. Haber, what are we yeah. talking about today? Well, I messaged you because I'm sick to death of Sean on this show, right? He's a whale and I'm sick to death of his buy more mantra. It's starting to really grind my gears. I listen to this show every Monday on my way and on the way and the way back from football. And Thank you. Too often now am I hearing I, I just I had to I had to I had to come to you with it because too often am I hearing Sean, right? And his solution to everything is just buy more players, right? He thinks that that top tier players in people's gallery is depth. That was an, one that was annoying to me, right? And so I thought we I thought we should set the record straight and actually have a show for some people that aren't half a million dollar galleries like Sean to to sort of discuss strategy and discuss sort of what depth really is and what good cards really are for people that maybe don't have millions of dollars in the bank. So I'm not even going to let Sean respond yet because <laughs> Sean's response is that he's right because the answer <laughs> yeah. is to spend more money. And I think that everybody knows this uh, and I don't think Sean knows that everybody can't do it. And so that's I'm, really what we have to decide. I'm over here finding out that Nepenthes' name is Craig. So 
that's that's news to me. That's the most uh, I, I, that's the most informative thing I found out here. Like Havers is making shit up that is not true. Like spend more money is always the play. Well, Nap's, Nap's name is Craig, not Craig. I said Craig. 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 C R A I G is Craig. <clears throat> Sorry, let me just quickly. Uh, Nap's name is actually <coughs> Craig. You took them out for that? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I'll forget otherwise. Oh, man. Okay, so Scosmo says, my gallery is a perfect example of me justifying sitting on cards as depth when they're actually just dross. So, Sean, the, really the, the topic here is, at what point do you th decide that what you think in your gallery is appropriate depth and actually should just be traded or sold for something that will actually help your gallery? Because I, I feel like we've had conversations in the past about the struggles of efficient galleries and that they don't have much depth. And so if something happens, you're kind of stuck. But then we also say like, oh, you got to have depth too. And I think, I don't want to say that you're going to be like, no, you need both. But like, yes, you need depth and you should also get rid of your dross. But like, how do you know which, which one, when you cross over from depth to dross or vice versa? So I think good depth, because I think that's part of what you guys were getting at. Good depth is someone who becomes relevant and like a viable play occasionally, like regardless of other things. And that could be for numerous reasons. One of the best being international utility. If you have guys that just like become options that you can play during international game weeks. Um, like, so I have Maxime Cheneau, uh super rare. I don't play it at all for the most part during the year. But then on international breaks, sometimes they have matchups that are really favorable where I can pop them in, where if I didn't have them, I just don't even have a card at all. So I think there's definite discussions on like depth is, is important if you have guys that become relevant occasionally for one reason or another. Uh, international is the most easy to describe. Then other guys like you can have um, that kind of have shit L15s, but then all of a sudden they can become guys that pop in and become very viable for cat mode. So I think like depth and good depth is stuff that you can use occasionally for different reasons uh, to help during weeks. So like maybe you're not playing this card every single week, but it's a card that once a month or once every couple weeks, it becomes a very good card that can be utilized in different situations. Hey, do you have any of those? Also, also, also one sec. Also depth is, is like other high-end cards that are good cards that you could just use in other lineups. So like, for example, Haber ha would want a Harry Kane card, but he doesn't have one yet. But like, let's say he did, and then he wanted to buy an Anton Griezmann so that he could like rotate between matchups in certain spots. And then he sometimes maybe he'll use both, but at worst case scenario, like he'll find a spot to use Griezmann somewhere. I mean, so would you refer to Griezmann as depth in that regard then? Because I think this is where I get confused when I hear you talk about depth. Compared to like Harry Kane, yeah, like he's more of a depth piece that you're maybe not running in your gas three or champ three every week, but sometimes you will because he has a really good matchup or your other guys are not playing or he's at least an option. So like it could be like a high end card that is a card you will use somewhere, but maybe not in like gas three every week or your most important lines every week. So for me, someone that I would consider depth is more like uh oh, what's his name now uh, like what's the boss name class snatch someone like that someone that is like far 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 cheaper 
and is somebody that is obviously the same in the same regard. Because you bring up depth, and the first thing you pulled out was like a point two super rare. You, I, I don't even know what team class snatches on. Exactly. How's that, that depth? That's just like a, a card that's in your gallery. Because when he plays for Bosnia, the guy's a baller. Yes, yeah, how's how's say, he literally fit exactly how's into that your any description than, before. Like, yeah, how's, how's that any different than like Chanel? Shano's a, you pulled out a point two super rare as a first as the first okay, thing and, and use his rare as an example. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. I I someone like this though, for me, I would consider a depth piece more as like someone for a capped mode or someone someone for a like a cap two forty, right? You'll say, okay, you need four or five depth pieces. Their cards, I would say, like 10% of your like outfield players usually because you'd only need them once every blue moon rather than buying so many more cards and spending your main budget on like someone like that, you know? Because I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and buy someone like that for, for depth. Griezmann, for example, wouldn't be depth for me. That would be half my gallery. Okay, maybe, I, not, maybe that's it. I think, I think it's patently absurd to call Griezmann depth. I was just using an example. Griezmann <laughs> as an example, like no, no I know. Okay, I, do you want I think me? You're to, nuts. Do you want me to use like Kingsley Coman as an example? I still think that's really expensive. I I think the but but we're talking about two different, different things here. People, hold on. I think we're talking about two different things because the conversation is never should I sell Griezmann to get Griezmann and Coman and whoever to get better pieces because if you can improve those i think you take that you take that but the question is at what point do you have these significantly lesser players and say can i package these to get one very good player or am i better off keeping this kind of group of somewhat poor cards that like maybe you'll use in cat modes or whatever like that's the decision. Like when you have too many of them that you're just not really using them that often as a collective, then you have too many and you should package to upgrade. Is that is that a better answer, Laird? Is that more in line with what you wanted? I think that's more in line with reality. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. So does the introduction of this new cap two twenty month long change anything? With these, I mean, like, it makes cap two twenty better. Makes cap two twenty better. No, I'm saying, does that make like your lesser cards more valuable? Not valuable in terms of like actual, but like in in terms of utility. Like, would you stay away from getting rid of these low L15 guys because they like might be helpful in Cap 220 in the next month? I mean, depends how often you use them. I mean, I, the guys that are like just dog shit all the time are just dog shit all the time. Like some guys have viability. All right, let me re-answer this question again. If a guy is just a steaming pile of shit all the time and it doesn't matter and he's just a pile of shit no matter what, that's a card you get rid of. If a card actually has some utility and some value to you, whether it be international breaks or he plays in second division and they have random game weeks where you get a lot of midweek utility out of them, those cards are value. If you just have a card that's like, this card sucks ass and this card's going to suck ass at all times. And it just, that card, that's the card you get rid of it very easily. Let me ask. So I think this will actually help clear up a little bit. What, what 
percentage of your gallery do you think should be assigned to depth rather than cards that you look to play every week? I don't know. Like cards you should play every week. If we call them like a hundred percent, you should have like half that number in depth or something. See that I think I don't think that's a re like third. I think that's quite a lot to ask of people whose galleries sometimes can can they're sort of one or two lineups maximum. You know what I mean? I think that for some people, if they had like even a third of their gallery's depth, that's that's almost building another lineup for them. Yeah, that, but it does build another lineup for them. That's the point. Is like it can literally get them another lineup that they can run in a competition. Because you're talking about people that do not have maxed out amount of competitions. So if you add depth and you just have those guys be able to be played, you're still getting utility out of them when they're not in key lineups and not very important players. So like you have players that can be played 100% of the weeks. Yeah, obviously those lineups might not be great or might not be very good, but you can still use them. So the less lineups that you have, the more important depth is because you can utilize depth to make additional lineups which may be lesser quality, but still sometimes could be viable. I do agree with that to an extent. I think sometimes it's hard, though, to make another lineup out of that because one of the main issues is then the keeper price. And that, I think... Well, it, the thing with goalie is that you just buy goal. Like, I don't even... I'm not even going to count goalies in terms of, like, depth because, like, goalies you can just always find somewhere to use. And if they have a good matchup, you can play them over someone else. So, like, goalies are just, like, you want goalies. Like, like, let's be honest, like you, if you had the ability to just have a, every goalie on every team, you'd be like, sure, because then you'll just always be able to have the best matchups every single week, which isn't realistic. But like, I don't really count goalies in terms of like positional and player depth, because like some players just suck, right? Some players yeah. are useless, like they're turds. No goalie's useless. Like if you start in your goalie, you're, you're have value. Because even if you suck and you are like a 30 or 60, but you are going to get 30s a shitload of time. Great. That means you have a shit L15 and I can use you in cat mode pretty frequently. And whenever you do get a, a clean sheet and you get like 75, you max out the number and you keep it perfectly. So like goalies, I don't really count goalies in terms of depth of like other positions because like goalies, you can always utilize a goalie to some extent. So would you rather have, I'm trying, I'm trying to word this the right way. Would you rather have good depth or sacrifice that depth to have a goalie to make another lineup with what you have left? Well, you you just said you're giving up that because the yeah. So you're you're lessening the depth you have. The you're lessening the quality of depth to have let's let's call it dross, but to have a goalkeeper and have another lineup out. What would you rather? Would you rather have the depth or a second lineup but way less quality in depth? I'd probably rather have the goalie if you can't put the lineup out otherwise. But like, I mean, the goalies like goalies are are key. The goalies are just kind of difficult because. Yeah, they suck and you just don't want to deal with goalies because their prices sort of suck. So you're just sort of like avoiding this, the situation, but like, yeah, I mean, goalies, you want, you need quite a few goalies, but like, I just, in terms of like, like, right. Like, like I just said, there, there's no goalie that starts that shit in terms of like, like, Oh, four, we've talked about Oh, four defender cards, like the worst card on the platform. Like that card is shit at all times. It's never going to not be shit. Whereas like every goalie, is going to start and the or every goalie that starts it's like that goalie at least starts and you can play it and it's going to be used somewhere at some point so goalies like they just don't really fall into like they they're never dross mm -hmm. like goalies are never dross they're always just goalies i guess it's it's 
it's a weird way to break it down, but like you just need goalies. No, that's fair enough. I see the the where I get confused is the threshold between having let's say you have one main line. Let's say let's say I have one all star rare plus lineup, right? Mm-hmm. The threshold between having maybe two or three rares and a super rare is depth or sacrificing that to have a goalkeeper and maybe a cap 40 team on the side. Uh, and and that line as to where where your priority priorities are at, where, what, what you prioritize in terms of having that extra depth so you can have a good lineup every week or having two lineups, but not having that level of depth. That's where I wonder where the, the sort of line is. Oops, I have to hit my mic. Sorry about that. I mean, you typically want to have the ability to be playing the cap 240. So like the answer in that situation is almost always going to be the ability to play the cap 240 along with your normal lineup so you can try to get thresholds in with it to then go and buy other goalies or buy other depth-related pieces or upgrade pieces that you have into to better up to better pieces. Would you consider a goalkeeper as depth it, in itself? Okay, so like goalie is depth, but it's also like not ever dross. Like it's just a goalie. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't like you will always be able to find utility for a goalie, especially if you're just making lines and you just don't have like 80 goalies. Like you'll always be able to find a spot to be a goalie. But like the goalie's not gonna be able to go in there and be like this goalie is a better play this week than Griezmann, and I would rather play that guy. See, th- th- so this is where I disagree. I don't think you should have a second goalkeeper before having pieces where you, if your priority lineups out, I don't think having a second goalkeeper makes sense before having a couple of cards that you can swap in with your main lineup to make a good lineup every week. I think you should always prioritize your best lineup every week. And then if you could afford to have your depth, then a second goalkeeper is worth getting into to make another lineup. I think it's it's almost like if you try and stretch your gallery too far, you'll end up winning no rewards every week rather than prioritizing one lineup and winning one lineup every uh, winning a reward from that lineup every week or some weeks and then going into it after. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you're like the king of selling depth. The amount of times I've woken up and you're like, you see, I'm just this is off. why this is why I wanted this conversation because I <laughs> I don't sell depth, right? I wake up and you're just like, yeah, I sold all these good pieces for this. And I'm like, why? And then you end up regretting it like every time. And I'm like, I don't know why. But, <clears throat> sorry. You haven't done it recently, to be fair. Like, I, it's been a while since you've done that. I still remember when you scolded me for a trade to Pavel, right? And it was like 10 rare cards, six of which had an L15 less than 40. And I got scolded for selling all my depth. That is not depth. That is dross from the overweight Harry Potter himself with a beard. Me, that is, with the glasses. I got to go. You haven't done this for a while, though, so I got to go. I got to go find this shit. It feels like a fall. Yeah, sure. So like, here, here we go, Laird. Do you consider Lucho Acosta a pile of shit, Laird? I never said that he was I, a pile of shit. You, you just I did. You, you just, I, he's one of the rares that you sold. I don't, but I've also sold him three times. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, Blair's not the ones. So, like, the bad example. <laughs> so, like, Haber is like out there outcasting Christian Naboa, who's a good card. And yeah, is he? Is he a good card? Sure. He he's older than you. Doesn't mean he doesn't score well. And he Lucho hasn't played Costa. his last two games. Played eleven minutes the game before that, and was out the game before that. His knees are made of paper mache, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I think, right. I think he's, he's, dust. he's doing all of this to bring in. The stud that is Michael Sadelek. Larry, do you even know a team? That's depth. Sadelek is super air depth, right? I got rid of 
a Dorsey midfielder because I've got the defender anyway, right? I got Escudero, who's 64 years old this year. Christian Naboa, who retired four years ago. Grisan, who barely plays with an, with an L5, L5 of 39, and he's played 100% of the games, actually. So that just says all you need to do about that. And yeah, Acosta, you know, I think Acosta's a decent card, but everyone else there is just utter, utter dross. And so, I brought in Sadlex Super Air, who's going to win me a reward this week. All right. So next, I literally scroll down about three transactions below this. So these are the cards that uh, that Haber is calling dross in this situation, Laird. Uh, um, Sebi Schriebers. Who's Hang on, let me have a look. Pretty good. Uh, Mignolet, apparently he sucks and is useless. Uh, Maxim de Kuyper, apparently just trash can. And Savarino. Yeah, this is this is what Haber is calling dog shit so that he can bring in another card. Um, I I just because I've sold a card does not mean that I'm saying that that's dross. You because just you, sometimes you no, just no, no, no. you sell a bunch. No, of I use the specific example, right? Sometimes you sell cards that are good to bring in other good cards. I brought in Vandervoort in this trade. I, I'm not saying Vandervoort's bad. I'm saying this is literally you just you call your you sell these these dross cards to bring in an upgrade card. That's literally what you just talked about. No, no I don't. That's not. I think so this is a very different situation. So you yeah, just gave me. you just gave twenty percent on all these good cards to bring in Vandevoort. You lost twenty percent value on all these cards, and they're good cards, but you conceded twenty percent. I think this is actually slightly different. Not slightly. This is very different than what we're discussing because this is trading quality for just more quality. Like this is moving to a more what we have previously called an efficient gallery. That he has these four cards. De Kuyper has been unplayable recently. Shrivers is a midfield card, so you're probably not playing it. Mm -hmm. Savarino is in the offseason. And Mignolet is literally the most overrated player on the platform. And he's got it, like, arguably I, the top U23 goalie. If so I he's could explain using, that trade. Yeah, yeah let's ask him, ask, him about, uh, ask him about his U23 lineups. Let me, no, let me explain this trade, okay? So Shrivers was a reward. And when I traded him, he was at a bit of a peak in price because... He was on a bit of a heater, and you can see his scores were doing really well. And I won him as like a high tier too. Now he's worth half, if not less, than what he was when I traded him, right? Mignolet has had one clean sheet in the last 804 games of his career. Yeah. And obviously, as you said, the Kuiper is unplayable. Savarino's, I, I also think, unplayable because, I mean, Sean, you can admit Savarino's one of the most frustrating cards to own given his DMPs, like just completely out of the blue as well. Like this guy just randomly does not play. Um, and I brought in Vandervoort because I have Super Rare McKenzie, Rare Munoz, uh, Super Rare Pansil, Rare Hain. I have and I have so many of your prodigal sons, the Genk boys, right? That you so so much love. So don't you don't you don't you crap on that? I, yes, making, I knew I was making fun of it because I knew Laird would say you brought in one of the best U twenty three goalies, <laughs> and I know you don't play U twenty three, so I know that that does not matter. No, yeah, I don't. I don't play U twenty three, but I I do play him with the gank players because it just makes a lot of sense for my gallery and I, and i think he's just a sure thing for years to come i mean if you wanted to play u23 you have the hardest piece to get i mean he had that piece last year and then he i mean here's a, here's another great example of him getting oh. rid of of some dross uh joey veerman got, got rid of that dross and uh teddy tuma to bring in takino yeah, right. And and at that time, what what were their values? And what like, come on, I, I'm, you're you're telling me you're giving up dross 
to bring in good cards. I never I'm said that. Getting rid of Joey no, it, yeah, that's not. This is not Dross. These are different types of trades. No, these, these are the trades that that he's doing. These are the trades. No, no, that I'm I, not saying he didn't do them, I but he's not. That. He's not sitting there saying I don't use these cards and I think they're terrible, so I'm trading them. It's I can turn these cards into something that is better. Yeah, and that's what he did. Okay, here's another example of Dross when he got rid of Quincy Promes to bring in Vito Van Croy. How's uh, Vito Van Croy doing? <laughs> All right, you know what? Shit happens, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Shit happens. I can't really do anything about that one. So um, Kev asked, and we might as well get into this because it was asked before the show. Kev asked my opinion on Haber's Doku trade. So we Haber, go. would you like to give my opinion or do you want me to give your my opinion? Uh, I, I received 30 lashings. No, you did not. not <laughs> I received 30 lashings and I was, I was, yeah, I was scolded. I told, I told him, I think that there was, so here's my issue with the trade and I will stick to this issue. And Mark Alele is in chat. Mark, of all people who should not have a Doku in their gallery, you are number one. You need to sell that Doku unique and set him free for the love of him um give him give him some light in his life but anyways uh here's the issue with this griezmann is worth less than doku not true factually mathematically incorrect not true so anyways i have issues giving up additional pieces for the card of lower value but that anyways let's remove that I think Haber getting rid of Doku is fine. Haber's gallery, it's really difficult to have Doku. He's not one of the people that having Doku makes sense. Griezmann, <laughs> Mark Lele has wasted 200s with Doku. Mark Lele, I can guarantee you, you have wasted more than 200s with Doku. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that this trade makes sense. I think that, Haber having Doku is tricky for him because like there's a lot more uncertainty with Doku. <laughs> Brad Craig said that this is a this is an awful awful trade, um, but no, I don't think it's bad. I think that this is okay. I think it makes Haber's gallery and lineups much more serviceable on a week to week basis. Um, I own Griezmann Super and a Doku Super. I'm not necessarily saying if I was Haber, I would have went and got a Griezmann Super Rare. I probably would have not done that. I would have rather sold Doku for actual money and then went and bought a different card, I think. Like, uh, can you pick up uh, how much the Do last Super Rare Doku sold for in actual money real quick and then look at the Griezmann? I, think. I mean, no, Griezmann has sold recently. Griezmann sold yesterday. What'd it go for? I, if you'd like to... If you'd have, like to have a look at the results there. Griezmann is 2.5. Well, there you go. Then you made a good trade. What? There you go. You must, have, you must have put some money into someone's funds to Wait. to tip them to do that. So I there, have these They're seeing the sketched out by this. No, no, no. no. I thought I was uh, checking serial numbers. Yeah, that. okay. Then you made a good trade there. See? I wasn't the one. I'm not the one like chat berating you. No, no, no. You said that I gave up Doku, who's worth more than Griezmann. I, mean, I still think Doku, I still think Doku's worth more than Griezmann. But I could not get uh, the best offer I got was like 1.9 or like 16 uniques from Pranksy, who were all injured. Um, so like for me, I think this trade made a lot more sense. Like the reason why I gave up Komen is for a couple of reasons. Um, 
The first reason was that Nabry's back now, and it's unlikely Coman's going to be a guaranteed starter every week, and that puts questions into lineups that I don't need questions into lineups. But also, with the, a little bit of the reason why I put Coman into this trade because I, I didn't discuss this with the guy before. I didn't. I didn't actually like. Um, message him or anything i just put coman in there because i knew coman had a game that game week and i thought if the guy's got griezmann in a lineup he's more likely to accept it if he gets a little replacement in there to put in for his lineup I so you just you just put in coman without even like the guy asking yeah i i offered like four people the doku griezmann straight swap got no from everyone scosmo was one of them as well and i got a no i got a no from literally everyone um so i thought i'd just throw in a coman who i wanted to sell anyway he's what like a point one two card something like that like i just thought it it, it could help sweeten the deal a little bit um so yeah and he's a 3d card as well I've, i have been spinning it as well there i mean you, you have to be spinning it or else you're in trouble so nanza said as a rule buy quality win depth sell dross and duplicates until they launch in the EL, uh, a Premier League uh, winter tournament, and everything goes out the window. That's pretty accurate. I'm Laird, actually yeah. thoughts on this trade. This moron, yeah, Laird. This moron Haber goes out. And I was I was trying to sell Pascal Gross for like four weeks. This dumbass just goes and pays forty percent more than what I had it listed for, instead of coming and asking me when he talks to me every day. <laughs> was yours the one of ten? No, it was. Gives a shit. I know you don't give a shit. This one guy, of, it's I know you don't give a shit. Now, the, this the guy, 1%, it's like an automatic one percent. Uh, I know he does not give a shit. Hey, you can you don't blame me for that, by the way. You let me find out what that guy's name was that flipping bidded me up because, like, you'll know him as well. Um, hopefully, it's Nanzo. He, no, he came and apolo he apologized to me after. Uh, let me find this real quick because I what I do with auctions is I put what like. My max bid on, and then just leave it. And then if someone outbids me, they outbid me. Um, oh, Bob Flynn, <laughs> Orange Flynn. Bob Flynn. Oh, yeah. Bob. Good job. Yeah. And he he came through and he messaged me after. He's like, "Oh yeah, sorry about bidding you up there, man. I didn't I didn't know where your max was, and I didn't have time to message you. I was like Actually, online all day." Time out. That's bullshit. By the way, I won the the whichever one I won like weeks before this. I think. Yeah, they they reserve all the one of tens for so auction. Good. Like every single one of ten is now reserved for auction. It's like a rule they have now. I literally won it like three weeks before they auctioned that. Lad, what are your thoughts on that trade, that Griezmann trade? I want to hear what you think. I think you acquired a... So <clears throat> I'm going to use some of Sean's advice in my response in that... Actually, let me ask you a question first. Did you specifically want that card or did you want just to get rid of Doku for some reason? I wanted Griezmann, yeah. I've been, I've been wanting a Griezmann for a while. So I've learned from doing this show for long enough that if you really want a card, sometimes you just have to pay to get it. And that's what you did. Yeah. Uh, Brad, actually, I will say too to Haber. Haber's, uh, some of the factoring in why he wanted Griezmann is for if he goes to the MLS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Haber's yeah, more than fine if Griezmann goes to the MLS. That was actually factored into his thought process. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it what like this is something I've wanted to do for a while. Yeah. I will also say that my Doku I bought on auction months ago, um, for a lot less than what he's going for now as well. Um I wonder who talked you into that one. In yeah, you did you definitely had a, a factor in, but you also talked me out of getting a super air cane in the summer, all right? I'd be a bajillion. I did not talk you you <laughs> talked me out of getting super air cane and you oh, know it. 
Yeah. And Sane. You owe me a Super S Sane. I'm I literally, this is how Sane goes. I'm like, hey, there's a Sane. Do you want it? He's like, no, go ahead and get it. No. Then after Sane starts ripping hundreds, you owe me a Sane, yada, yada, yada. I'd said that I wanted a Sane for a while, right? And he's like, he comes to me, he's like, I might buy this Sane. Like, are you are you okay with it? I'm not gonna say no. I'm not no, gonna be I like no. Sane, go buy it. I just said I said I was fine with it, but then like you didn't see the tear come in my eye when I said it. Yeah. Haber, do you feel I, better about your lineups with Greetsman than you do with hundred percent, hundred percent. I I like great. Like, Doku is a fantastic player and a fantastic card, but like. I've I'd never put I, I don't think I've ever put him in the lineup since he moved to City and thought, yeah, this will smash. You know, because I just don't know if he's gonna start or not. That's the only that is the only issue with him. I also disagree with the like I don't think Griezmann goes to Saudi. He turned down a Saudi offer yeah, last summer. Like, I agree with that. like he hard knowed Saudi. They offered him millions and he said no. I don't th- I think that's just the the classic so rare manager fear that that we all have of our cars going to Saudi. And trust me, I've spoke to Vito Van Croy and told him if Griezmann goes to Saudi, you tell him he's not allowed in. You tell him he's not allowed in. You're the only one in my gallery that can go there and Neymar. Um, but that would suck if that happened. But what if Saudi scores next year? Maybe I want him to go to Saudi. I've, I've had a lot of offers for Saudi cards lately that makes me question whether or not there's a leak somewhere and Saudi's going to be covered. Just say I've had a lot of offers for Saudi cards that came out of nowhere over the last like two months or over the last like two, three weeks. How quickly do you think they mint all the cards we want? In Saudi? Never, I think. Well, no, they're only, they would only add coverage if they had a license. I think they walk that back. Like they've walked back to a few things recently. I think they'll I think I think they might they might license it with that. Because I was thinking about this and I mean uh, so is technically not gambling, right? But gambling's haram, is it not? And I don't think they'd be able to they'd be able to mint and advertise a company like SoRare in Saudi Arabia with so many people of Islam. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think they could do that. I think, I think they could find a way around it. Yeah. It's maybe. not gambling. Like it's literally legalized as not gambling. So I think they could probably talk it into that. Potentially. It's not, there's no legal opinion on SoRare in Saudi Arabia. No, but there is elsewhere and it's a not gambling currently. No, no, like I get that, but it doesn't matter. Like if they like Saudi Arabia can decide it's gambling if they want. Yeah, they can define it. Yeah, they could. If they want to. Yeah, I don't I feel like it's been long enough and we get the random Asian Champions League stuff that people are over it. Like we like and they like meaning so rare will be perfectly fine off. Not like not, yeah. I don't, that leak. I don't think it matters, and I got crushed by it. I don't. It, it is what it is. Like people, you haven't heard people bitching and wanting it covered for the last couple months. I'm sure I there'll be a new wave every time though that there's more and more people that are like going to the Saudi. But it'll just be every transfer window. That's why every transfer window is bullshit. Which I mean, to be fair, like I will say, so like in the past, you were like worried about like having MLS cards going to like transfer to Saudi Arabia or something. Now I don't. Literally, you're just got to be worried about every card possibly going there. That's Except true. Maybe Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, Except my boy. For, like, there's there's certain subsets that would definitely not go, but there's definitely not many people I would not be like, "Yep, I'm comfortable with you." Like the second I hear a Saudi rumor, I'm just like, "Oh shit." 
Because the thing is, is like if you hear a rumor, it doesn't matter if there's if it's legit or not legit, but like you know if there is a rumor and it is legit, they're offering him 20 times the salary of what he's currently making. And I guarantee you, if I offered Haber 20 times his salary to move to like Antarctica for two years, he would move to Antarctica for two years. 20 would, zero is still zero, Sean. Yeah, Laird. I, I do it for the love of the game. Laird would be there. Like, if I offered Laird 20x his <laughs> salary to live, move to Alaska, Laird would be in Alaska tomorrow. I really hate the cold, though. Yeah, but you'd be there tomorrow, and you'd, you'd stay like two years, and then you'd be like, I'm I'm retired. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably leave right now. Yeah, you'd be gone. You'd be, <laughs> you'd, if I offered Laird 20x his salary to go to Alaska, he would be packing his bag right now, saying, Larry, we'll see in two years, and he'll be gone. Oh, it's like a no family thing? Well, you can take him if you want. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to subject them to that shit, but you can. You can. Where the hell is this conversation gone? Anyway. <clears throat> Chani hey, said Chani. a show with Haber and his son. There's no... You think Sean's my son? I don't know. I would, If we know one thing about Chani, he has some bad takes. Oh. We do know that Haber's oh, old. Oh, oh, I am. I'm out of shit, dude. What the you are, you are. You're like in the 40s. Right. Grimaldo's been smashing it as well. <laughs> Every time I see Grimaldo get another 100, I'm like, Chaddy, bro. No, 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 no. Grimaldo... Hey, I don't say shit except for on the show occasionally when Chani pops in. <laughs> Grimaldo's like SO5 shot genuinely has not changed since he moved from Benfica. Oh. It looks no different. <clears throat> I got a, there was a comment on one of our videos from like three months ago where I said that like there was no way Grimaldo would score as well at Leverkusen and uh, where was he? Benfica? Porto? Benfica? Benfica. And they were like, boy, you really got that one wrong. And it was like, did anyone think that he was going to be better at no Leverkusen? One did. In fairness, though, Leverkusen also had a few a few new signings and a coach change. And it's just it, that team is so different this it's year to, to last year. It's crazy. But he um, like next year, he probably becomes like a 50 average player. Like I know it sounds harsh yeah. to say after it, but like when they lose a bunch of players, I think next year Grimaldo doesn't score anywhere near as well. That's reasonable. So Chani says he owned he owns Grimaldo's and doesn't even own Frimpong. Is that <laughs> even any better? That's just worse that he's literally advertising to someone to get Frimpong because he's better than Grimaldo and doesn't even own one. Like that's worse, right? Is that, that what he said? Yeah, I, I, I think he said he would rather have Frimpong. I don't know if that was from a football-loving perspective or a Sora perspective, but it has turned into this big this big thing now. The best part is... It, it, it's, there's it's one reason me. why it's become a thing now. Quint, right. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, over there. I know that it becomes a thing because of me is hilarious, let's be honest. But, but you're the only one who keeps bringing it up. Like nobody yeah, else cares anymore. That's because it's so bad that I have to remind Chani about it. See? Whatever. Yeah, but no, so the best thing though is Quint is Quinny feels the same way. I like view Quinny as like that person you can just not affect and he just is happy and just like trots in and he's like excited about it and then it doesn't even matter. And then you tell him like that Frimpong once had a conversation with someone from Celtic and Quinny's like, Yes, yes, I love you. Go Celtic. That's, that's literally, I just feel Quinny is like the most. Is there anyone more happy in the sober space than Quinny? Like, I don't think there is. Um, there's someone that replies to all my tweets. Let me find their name real quick because I, I don't want to butcher it. 
I've never seen someone more positive in my life. I've never. It's a uh, Risu. Risu? Risu, yeah, Risu Wasaka Ga Daisuki is like the most positive person I've Agreed. ever seen in my life. They are, yeah. they are, a, they are a shining light to my day. About everything too. I've, about I, I'm trying to get them to move in with Sean to just like have an effect. I'm already you know? a shining ray of light to everyone's day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, wife just, my wife just chuckled in the other room because she knows <laughs> she's like true. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Paper, did so you get an answer are... to your question? I don't remember what I asked. No, the depth versus drops. <laughs> Nanzo said, actually, so Nanzo said Grimaldo can win you Frimpong. Frimpong can win you $5 in the Academy. Frimpong cannot win you $5 in the Academy, I would argue. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Cap 220? Maybe. Probably. He's probably actually a really good cap mode player because he definitely can spike. Okay, so this is something I'd like to bring up, right? And it's so I have little pet peeves, little things that just annoy the hell out of me. And the first thing, and Nep does this a lot, right? He is guilty of doing this all the time, right? Craig. He, Craig is very guilty of doing this all the time, right? He will win some shit horse, some absolute terrible, terrible player. And the first thing he goes is, ooh, good for cat modes. A shit player is still shit in cat modes. I don't want to hear it. Uh, you've been saying, and uh, in, in, uh, you and Gator Guy and Nep have been saying this in the collection. And uh, to be fair, it's actually just Nep, really. He'll be like, "Oh yeah, you can put out your main lineup with your collection cards, and then the rest of them they can go into cap modes." No, they can't. Why would you? Why would you put cards in cap mode that are terrible anyway? It's not like Cap Two Twenty needs forty points to win. You still need like good scores. So you can put them there. That Badly. Mean you put them there. Yeah. Yes, no, I, I agree with you. And I think that's actually the biggest, I think that's the biggest community, like not a misunderstanding, but like there's a confidence in like, oh yeah, I can just play him in 220. And it's like, have you ever, and this is like before the month long where putting anything in 220 for the rewards was like a bad idea anyway, but like you need to score well. Like yeah, you just, exactly. it's not that you're playing bad cards. You're playing good cards that happen to have been poor over the last 15 game weeks. Like, that's it. Like, it's, it doesn't take 180 points to win a reward in Cap 220. I agree with you, Haber. Exactly. There's some players that are just historically <clears throat> shite. And they shouldn't go anywhere near the Cap modes. And they are dross. If you want to know yeah. what dross is, they are dross. They shouldn't be anywhere near your lineups ever. And I think it's, it's also... Uh, part and parcel for the fact that sometimes it's just how so rare scoring works that makes these cards bad like they're not bad players in real life but like the reason they score so bad is because they they never cross the halfway line they don't they also don't make tackles they just stand their man up for example or like they don't take any set pieces they never get attempted assist they never play a ball past the the sort of uh final third that sort of stuff right like they just because someone's got a low L15 does not make the they're good for cat modes, and that is that is a pet peeve in the so rare community that that genuinely drives me mad sometimes. So, I have a card that I always think about when I'm putting out a 220 lineup because he fits perfectly every time, and I've never used it. And it's this guy, Benjamin Stambouli. I have a super rare, and like these are his scores. Like, I'll never Bro, with this guy. You finally get a decisive out of him, and he got six AA. <laughs> Half of that was the shot on target. Yeah. 
Yeah, he sucks. Is this Dross? This feels like I, Dross. I, I think that's Dross. Like, I, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, he gets like 15 AA sometimes. Is that like, there'll be, oh, look at that 54 from AA or look at that 57 from AA. Yeah, but like, first of all, look at all those 30s and 40s. And second of all, like, you get a decisive and it's still, he's, he's against six AA. Like, a, six, a, six, a 50 or a 60 doesn't win you anything, really. I mean, yeah, it might win you a tier five if he gets uh, some good scores elsewhere. But like, realistically, very rarely do scores like that actually win you rewards that, that aren't that exact player you just used. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad hit the nail on the head there. Fred said that's Dross aspiring to be depth. I like that line. Anyway. I just yeah, I just think so often like those kind of cards people think are cap they think they're and this month long I think it'll expose what Cap 20 is really about. Because I think a lot of people don't actually play Cap 20. They often put a lineup in there because it's their last lineup and their last players in the gallery. And that's why they're in there, because their last players are always the worst players. And I think they'll soon realize that like people play good cards in Cap 20. They either find cheat code 0 L15s or players like Smal, who's got a 20 L15, but it's just coming back from injury, right? Like that's how they get away with it and get good scores in those in those competitions. That doesn't mean they're depth. Yeah, they're not there. It takes like one card to unlock Cap 220. Yeah. Like exactly. One card or two, I mean like two like 35s, and then boom, you just have great cards. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that I, I mean, I, I hate Captain 20 from a, okay, the rewards are typically horrendous, but like, yeah, like you said, like I have good cards that go in there frequently because it's just how it works. Yeah. Like, the, only... the rewards have always been the problem with Cap 220. It's not. Yeah. Like, I could make great lives in Cap 20 if the rewards were good and I actually justified it. My lives in Cap 20 would be like super duper high end. I would say the only time cards yeah, like yeah. that Stambouli are like, depth are when they're from like weird nations and leagues to the point where like they all have that one game week where maybe it's just scotland and like one team from like north korea south korea or somewhere like that plays <laughs> yeah not north korea probably not going to be scored i mean you never know with opta they, they you know but probably don't score north korea south korea or, or like everyone gets hundreds of them the k league or like somewhere like that right and there's like one team with three licensed players playing that's when someone like that could actually win you a good card because you actually only need a 30 from somebody just to, to, to push your lineup up there. But apart from that, it's just not like, it's not viable cards and they shouldn't. That's where like, I, if I won a bunch of those kind of tier five cards, I like to win. I like to like hoard them and then eventually use like seven of them in a trade with Pavel for someone that's actually like a tier two or a tier one later on. You know what I mean? Like, like I kind of store them up and then just put them all into one trade later but that's when Sean will scold me for getting rid of depth without looking at who I've got rid of. Like he thinks like $6 Christian about a rare cards depth. So the, the thing about that, which I absolutely love by the way, is usually those cards are actually not even worth what they're valued at because no. nobody wants them. No. So we always look like, Oh yeah. That like you played, you paid a 20% premium, but they're probably not even worth 80% of what like the value looked like it was for yeah. like those types of cards like i think that's what a big misunderstanding when it comes to like trading is that if you can recognize a card that like really is not worth what it last sold for because like one person bought one then you can take advantage of that i like to call them bozos 
The people who do it or the cards themselves? <laughs> you can both. decide. <laughs> yeah, both. The cards. Uh, if I win a uh, if I win a tier five, I'm winning a bozo that week. Oh, won this bozo. Oh, he plays for where does he play for? Oh, he plays, yeah, okay. Anchor Gucci or someone like that. Like, you know, like some some bottom half table team in Turkey who like win one every 18 games. And someone said in the chat they can have good matchups, and that's very true. They could have good matchups, but like are you still like there's still gonna be a C pick score with a, with, a, with the best matchup in the world, you know? Like I don't know. I'm with you on that one, Haber. Bozo glimped. Yeah. <laughs> it's Endrick depth. Is Endrick depth? What do you think? Endrick is more like just the young guy that you're not sure of, so you just keep him in your gallery. Like Doku. No. No. Doku is has showcased the ability to smash. Endrick has not. What do you is Doku, Endrick is Doku literally just smashed? Huh? Didn't he just smash? No, not like Doku. Doku and Doku. Doku has like Doku's probably in the top ten cards on the platform with a hundreds in like the last year. Mm, he has seven 90 to 100 scores in the last year. There's probably not many people that have seven. I bet I zero quite people, a lot. I bet zero people like played him in lineups that earned good rewards in those seven. I mean, I definitely have played him in those game weeks. Some of them. That wasn't what I said, that you didn't play him. Did you win anything great every time he had 100? Oh, well, I didn't have him every time he won 100. It took me a little bit of him putting up 100s to decide to get one, Laird. He actually only has he only has one 100 for Man City. Uh, Dan, you muted yourself. We didn't hear what you just said. Oh, sorry. I said he was smacking at the end of the year with Ren. He, that's when I picked him up. Um, he's got a bunch of them with Ren, yeah, but he actually only has one with Man City. I mean, in the last in the last year, Gil only has a one one hundred. Like he's the best card on the platform. He has five. So Doku has five one hundreds in the last year. Mm-hmm. One ninety eight, a ninety two, a ninety, and two nineties. Yeah, I mean, Gil has five ninety eight pluses, but he only has one one hundred. They're just not yeah, I mean, hard to get 100. One of Doku's hundreds was in game week 153. Oh, yeah. I was only talking recently. If I wouldn't, Endrick, I'd sell him instantly. Well, I think for your gallery, I think you're selling to him. Yeah. Who has more 100s this year, Doku or Messi? Messi. In the last year, it's Doku. In the last year? Yeah, well, the, I think the, that's the, one year, the one year thing on server data. I'm looking at one year now. Messi's got one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. Ah, mm, hang on. We're going to VAR this because one of them for Doku is a 99.9. So actually, actually, hey. it's a 99.9. So, hey. and Messi has, so Messi's got five 100s, whereas Doku's got four 100s and a 99.9. No, Messi has four one hundred. Sorry, yeah, Messi. They both have four one hundreds. I mean, I mean, I can only go off of what Sober Data shows me. So you would have to take that up with Sober Data, not Sober Data. Right now, so I, 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 I'm looking at it right now, and it says one of the ones. So the Ren five one against Mets. They, they, they class it. They round it up to hundred, but it's actually a ninety nine point nine in game right. three nine seven. They round up. Let me, let me rephrase that. <clears throat> 
Doku's only got four 100s and one 99.9. It's in like game week 397 against Mets. Five one. He got one goal. He got three shots on target, four, two attempted assists, four penalty area injuries, and a 14.4 in possession as well. So. so what we're saying here is Doku better than Messi? Uh, I think he's currently less injury prone. <laughs> well... When was the oh. last time Doku was injured? Was the end of last year, right? It's been a while. Yeah, it was the it was the end of last season. But that that was a little bit of why I got rid of Doku as well because I just think like he's, he's overdue. Yeah, he's Theory overdue in like a six month injury. You know, theory of being due. He is way overdue. But versus Barca, Messi. Yeah, Barca, Messi's a joke. Sean, would you How rather we... Messi or Doku? Ooh. Like long term, Doku. No, like if you had the probably. opportunity to get both one of those cards today, which probably would you Doku. Have? Probably Doku. Luckily, I don't have that that issue, and I can just have both. But I would mm-hmm. probably rather have Doku. At his age and what he's shown that that he's able to do, like I think you have to take Doku. I don't think that far long term when it comes to so rare, though. Well, I think that's fair. I, I I think that's viable to not look that long term. But Doku's just like I'm, and I'm talking about for my gallery. For your two, I would rather have Messi. I think. Yeah, I think the a, a small factor with the Doku one as well was I was a little bit worried that they'd eventually like take a selfie or something just to get him on a damn card so that Sarah could start making some money. Like I, I was worried they'd oh, even like crazy. They're, I'm telling you right now, they're like they're gonna find like Dan Sorez going VIP to a Man City game, getting a selfie with him, and they're checking it on a card at some point just to get his unique up there. Like they're gonna make the money out of it. I, I, I really that was a worry for me. I think if he if he starts getting minted with the rate that they're minting some of these cards as well, that card's going down 35% at least with the value. I think I think a large portion of why he's so I mean he's great, but why he's so expensive right now is definitely because of the lack of supply. And most people that own him right now just don't want to sell a docu. He he doesn't have a lack of supply. I was going to say, he's been on the platform. Lack of supply on the market at the moment. There's never more than like four rares on the market. Yeah, but the reason there's not that many cards is because people don't want to sell them. That's what I'm saying. That So there's a lack of supply because there's not, if there's people that don't want to sell, there's not a huge amount of supply of people that will sell. There's more dokus than there is Messi's. Messi's got a game week this this game week though, isn't he? So people have probably got me in their lineup tomorrow. No, 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 like like no. actual number of minted cards. It's like messy. Oh, I like thought you meant on the market. No, I know. I, I know there's a lot of dockies. I'm so what I'm saying when I say with supply, I mean just in terms of people that actually want to sell him, right? There's people just don't want to sell docu. He's 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 so good. And and if he doesn't get minted, like the amount of people that want to sell him that won't want to sell him that have him in the gallery will go up. That does that make sense? Did I say that right? So I I know what you're saying. But it also runs completely counter to what you literally just experienced that you were like struggling to sell him for whatever it was. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I guess I, I also kind of wanted a lot for his super rare. I think I was being a bit unreasonable with how much well, I wanted. Somehow people were people are all about selling Doku super rare right now. Doku super rares were all over the market. Rares aren't, but the super rares are. Yeah. The the rares I find a, a lot harder to, to try and get. Just just because I think it's a lot less money like a lot less money for his record you know wait why are we saying that doku super rares are easy to 
or yeah, there was like four supers on the market. Yeah, there was. Like, not, like I don't. If I was you, I wasn't wouldn't have sold it this week because of there were so many on the market. I would have just waited until like I. In, I Doku's not a card that I would play a race to the bottom with. I just don't think that's needed with him. Oh yeah, not a chance. No, I, I like. But you you played it. I didn't play it. I traded it, buddy. Well, that's fair. I I didn't actually want to adjust my price for Doku either. To be fair, but that was because Pranksy kept making me offers. So I was yeah. just like, <laughs> Pranksy's over there offering Haver unique Slayer. <laughs> He like I'm not kidding. I got like eight offers for different uniques. Yeah. At one point, he offered half of my super S for his Haney Mukhtar unique, and I just laughed. I sent it to Sean. I just laughed. Yeah. He literally. I'm like, I don't. I wouldn't even want a Haney Mukhtar unique. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't know what I would pay for a Haney Mukhtar unique. But you know, I hate that guy. I mean, I'm. I. I wouldn't want him. So. No, you're not a. You're not <laughs> a. Yeah. He was. He was valuing Haney unique at like. Eight ETH. I'm like, man, I have Ray so, and I would probably take less than that right now. And he's way better than Hani to me. Oh, wait, just way better in general. Mukhtar is such an overrated card, in my opinion. Always was. That card shouldn't be. That card should be like. I mean, I don't know what he's. I, I don't really know with uniques, but like his rare would be. Should be like. I'll be honest. I don't. I haven't paid less. attention to unique pricing in a while because I haven't really been trying to buy any uniques at the moment. I did buy a goalie, so like I just looked at the goalies and I was like, all right, I'll buy whatever shit pucks came up. Hey, but did you consider getting a Doku rare? I had a Doku rare for a while. Um, and I like when you it. got rid of the super rare, did you consider bringing a rare in? No. It's just the... It, I, th I think that price for his rare right now is far too high. And when I say supply earlier, I didn't mean like the overall amount of cards. I meant like the amount of people that had a Doku that would sell the Doku for a reasonable price which like i guess isn't technically supply it's just like the liquidity of the card i guess on the market um but no i i didn't once consider it i just don't think i like him and i think for for sean he's a fantastic card and for all the reasons sean likes him i think he's great but for me like i just don't want a card that i could put in a lineup and he just can't, wouldn't play like you know what i mean it's just a worry for me so, so I got I, rid of Bowman. So I don't even think like I think there's actually more to it than that, which goes back to our like the the depth thing that it's not that you're putting him in a lineup because and he possibly DMPs like you have to play him. Yeah, like that card in your gallery. It, it was not, awkward. Some of the weeks Haber would show me his lineup and he has Doku and is like Gastry and I'm like. Mm. So I, I totally he had to, him, like that was the thing like yeah that's a card that like based on the value of that card like you have to play it correct which is why it didn't make sense to have it what I will say is like when there is nothing on the line I'm one of the best people in the world at predicting starting 11s when there's not when I when I don't own a card and there's no like I'll, I'm not kidding I will sit there and say to Sean okay this guy's starting this week and he does every time. And then as soon as it's my card and my lineup and it's like my Doku, I shit the bed. Never get it right. Never, never get it right. Yeah, so I mean, just, Haber's yeah. literally sitting there messaging me that he's willing to bet his house that Bruno would start this week. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, you're willing to bet your house because you don't own a house. <laughs> so I'm not like, hey, did he start? He started. So give me your house, buddy. I own a house now because he started. 
Yeah, David said there's one percent of users who should own a Doku Super Rare. I I don't disagree with that, but I think like that one percent should like all have the Doku Super Rare, and like not having one is a mistake. Like I told Nanzo, I told Nanzo like not having. Here's a question for Laird because I know Laird's a homer to this player. Would you rather have a Doku Super Rare or a Julian Alvarez Super Rare? That's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, yeah it's Doku. Okay. Really, I'd have gone Alvarez. Yeah. Oh no, it's no-brainer. It's Doku. Not a Alvarez is locked in my opinion. Doesn't matter. I'd rather have Alvarez over Doku personally. He's not. He's not like fully locked, and also he just isn't as good of a scorer as well. I was gonna say he just doesn't score as well. Yeah. Like the dude's been like you're talking about how good how locked he is. His L15 is like 58 for City, and he's that's true. He's not not as good a scorer for me. Like, I you can kind of see it with my gallery. I hate risks. I absolutely, and that's why I have people like Kimmich and and players like that. Like, I absolutely hate risk. If I if I can avert risk, I will. That's why I got rid of Coman. The Kuiper was that trade I made with the Kuiper. The moment he wasn't a lock, 100 gone. Like. I'll do that with so many players because I just cannot. I hate putting out lineups, doing all that research, seeing percentages, predicted lineups, stuff like that, and then getting the DMP. I absolutely hate it. So I just try and avert as much as possible. Um, yeah. yeah, Chani said when KDB back, I don't think he's locked. I I, I don't think he's locked. I think Doku's playing time goes down significantly when KDB's back as well. It doesn't matter because Doku's just such a better scorer. Doku's proven like when he's going to get the That's start, true. score out of his mind, whereas Alvarez hasn't. I don't disagree with that. I just think that when so when KDB's back to me, I feel like Doku's now fighting with four players for a spot rather than right now it's just pretty much Grealish. Because I think then when when KDB's back, he plays KDB every game, and that's why KDB keeps getting so injured, right? So then you're looking at Foden, Grealish, Doku, Alvarez, Bernardo Silva for one. To two, one or two attacking spots in the team. One of them central. It's unlikely. It's unlikely that that Docker will play centrally, right? So if they need if they need a central player, it's probably going to be Foden or Alvarez. Then he's fighting for one of those wide spots with those players. I just don't. That's that's a worry for me. Yeah, they I, they could move KDB back into the midfield next. Like they could. It it doesn't matter. Like. There's they're all going to be risks. Like everyone's going to be risked. The issue is that Doku when Doku starts is going to if you get. He's just a better scorer. Like Doku's proven that he's going to smash when he starts. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't Whereas, disagree. Like, the others haven't. Bar, bar the Chelsea game. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be games where someone doesn't smash, but like he's proven tick- typically that he's going to smash. Not my go. Putting up a 39 against Chelsea. Or not playing, not starting against young boys. Exactly. You didn't put a young boy against young boys. Like, what the? Come on, man. That Man City didn't pay 16 to put him on the bench. They bloody well did. I don't know. I played U23 Rare Pro this week. You put up 100. Must be nice. Yeah, that trade, that trade that I made, only one of those motherfuckers didn't get 100 points. Guess who it was? Because it wasn't, it wasn't Doku or Coman. It wasn't one of my old players. I told him, I messaged him too. I'm like, the best part of this trade is when Griezmann doesn't start and Doku rips 100. Like literally two minutes into the game, Doku was on 75. They were like, well, he's going to rip 100. It was is the fact that Coman started and got hundred as well. Like no one predicted that. I mean, they kind of did. It was like 50-50. But like Coman had to go and rip hundred as well. I'm sure he did a celebration. He looked at the camera and he said, "Hey, bro, fuck you for selling me." I'm sure he did that. 
Sorry for swearing, guys. I'm not, I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. I'm yeah, and yeah everyone's talking away. about yeah. Man City is going to be rotation hell for City. Like it's just that's it, it's going to be rotation hell. It is what it is. But yeah, it just is. Like I, I don't really have anything different to say to you guys later than it is. Like if you Would have, you, play, you look like you were about to say you'll know exactly when Doku starts. You you will have ideas of when someone like Doku is going to start. You're, I think you can now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you will. I don't think you will when KDB's back. Yeah, but like that, you're factoring in that nobody else is going to get injured. Like easily, someone else could easily get injured too. Doku could get injured, or it could be like Graylish could get injured again. Like I think they would much rather play if Graylish gets injured. They would much rather play Doku on the wing than they would rather play like they're not going to move Alvarez out there. They don't really want him on the wing. It seems. I just think that I think my worry is the way is Pep is so like dialed in with with a certain play style and whilst doku is incredible doku is just not really a pep like player i think pep, i think pep loves doku i think i think doku i think he is... loves him I, I don't disagree with that i think in the terms of the way doku plays it's so different to the way pep set his team up for the last like three or four years right he i mean he brought in Grealish, who play who used to play just like doku did and he turned him into this like functioning robot that just doesn't take players on doesn't dr drive with the ball he he is like he's the perfect sort of pet player. And it's why I was really surprised that he's been starting Doku so much, but like Doku is just so like exciting and electrifying that I can see why he absolutely loves him. But I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the games, if when, when KDB's back, we see Foden play out on that left side for that left foot. We see Grealish come back in. We like, I would not be shocked if they go more of a rigid functioning forward line when KDB's back rather than what they have now, which is almost a bit more like exciting and a bit more like variant in the way Pep's played football for the last few years. I'm going I'm to counterpoint this. Pep played Raheem Sterling's shitty ass for so <laughs> fucking long that Doku is just Raheem Sterling except for better in every single aspect of what he does. And I think I, that's um, what Pep wants because Pep, Pep tried to make Sterling a thing for years. And Sterling just sucked because he was so rigid and can't finish at all that it became like they eventually got rid of Sterling. And I think that's what he wants out of that position is he wants Doku. He just wanted Sterling and Sterling couldn't do it and Doku can. So like that's why he's been sort of enamored with what Sterling or what Doku can do. Would you rather have a player who has like an 80% chance to score 70 every game week or the hundred every third, like 30% of the time. 130% of the time. That's where we differ. See, I, I like right. the churners. Uh, like I, I say this a lot on the ramble with, with David cause, cause David Sarah monkey is like a, a churner type um, manager on so rare. He just churns out ETH with rare lineups every week. He doesn't go for those like super fancy, like top tier ones. He just churns. And I like I like those players. That's why I get that's why I like just having guaranteed starters over like the flashy players. I just think like, you know, if it like you put five guaranteed starters that can score a 70 plus every week, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take my wins. <laughs> well, this I mean the 70 player can still get to hundred. Exactly. No, no, you 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 said like a 70 player is <clears> like, sure gonna get a 70. I can get a 70 every week. No, you just yeah, you're you're basically telling me like do I want like that guy that's or do I want like that chance of getting a hundred? How okay I I would be willing to bet this year Griezmann is in your super Air Griezmann's in more priority lineups this year than your super Air Doku. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Who I when did I when would I have denied that? That's why they call me the goat, guys. I mean, I I don't understand how that like obvious of a statement is. So, so therefore, therefore, I am the better so rare manager. <laughs> why? Because because <laughs> I don't know what else it could possibly mean. Like I don't. <laughs> oh my god! I'll tell you one thing. That was the dumbest thing you've said in the. <laughs> There's a bite. There's a bite. Like the dude you got is... a little nibble, guys. Yeah, like I. No, Nanza Sterling at twenty-one versus Doku. Yeah, the problem was is every second after twenty-one, Doku was a pile of shit. So or not Doku shit. Sterling. I don't remember what I said. Sterling was, Sterling was really good. Sterling, Sterling is really good. I've seen so much of Raheem Sterling just be horrendous over the last like X years that it just has like warped my brain that he just is horrendous. Do you know you what the Holland? biggest reason is for that, Sean? Is that you? Because I had to watch played. him play for England and it was like wild. But like, you, I don't think you've ever played a fantasy game that Sterling is like good in, and he's he's actually always like bad, and that literally how you look at him in real life. He's terrible at everything fantasy related. That's what I mean. Yeah. No, I will also say he sucks in real life because he literally can't score. Dude literally cannot put a ball in the net. I've, I've watched way too many games with him in England and just watch him with Garrett Suckgate and terrible. Wait, you're in about the same style and they got the golden boot in the Euros for England. Dude sucked. Scored, scored a lot of goals though. Yeah, dude sucks. I can score a lot of goals if you just feed me in front of the net with an open net. I'd love to put this one to the test. That's why I can... When when are we gonna do this, Haber? Because this is the same Sean that also right uh, yeah, to be a world class goalkeeper. Striker and attendee. Who what what more do you need? Like, attendee. You put hey, me chicken attendee. You put me in front of the net. <laughs> what are you talking about you put me in front of the net from one foot with an open net. I'm gonna put the ball in the net. Yeah, yeah. I that. What, what do you own a Haaland? No. Why not? Because I don't. If, when I win one, I'll I'll keep it. Must be must be fucking nice that. Must be nice. Well, I, I, we got we got me and Lad have got to sit here and sell our fucking rags to Pavel for a card, and he's just there like, yeah, if I win one, I'll keep it. I will. Laird would Laird would pro, Laird would win one and sell it. Laird wouldn't even keep it. Uh, no, I would definitely keep it. Okay. The optimal play for my gallery would be to sell it, so I'm definitely keeping it. Okay. I mean, might as well go buy one. I mean, what's he worth, like, half an ETH at this point? I think he's I worth know. a bit more than half an ETH. Yeah, Holland, like, he's like ETH, one point something? Ish. He's pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's been selling back over an ETH. That's good. Oh, yeah, because the dumbass Premier League competition... It's not a dumbass competition, it's a good competition, but like that's why he's selling for that much because he's like by far and away the best striker, obviously, in the career. I think it's still he'd be like 0.8 otherwise, anyway. He was going for 0.88. Yeah. God, could you imagine Cherokee and Doku just like plopping the ball on on Holland's head? Like, oh would be great. So many BCCs, I don't give a shit what he does with them. That would be so nice. Stop. That's the dream. <laughs> I'll win so much with my super rares. I'll be just raking it in. I'm just dreaming that Cherokee plays more than 53 minutes in any game for the rest of his life. Okay. So I'm going to counterpoint that one. 
they're morons. <laughs> like, I don't really care what his issue is. You just have to be playing him for Leon. Like, I am very surprised that Jackie's only 20 years old. I feel like I've been hearing about him for the last, like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was his first Sora card, he was 15. Yeah. 15? Is that even legal? I'd feel dirty owning a 15 year old on so rare. Well, you're old now, so. Yeah, that's true. I'm 25 now. Sean, what were you doing at 25? Um, I was playing DFS full time and making a lot of money and not leaving nice. my house. So, not much has changed in terms of leaving my house. It was so alike because I play so rare at 25 and lose a lot of money. Actually, no, you know what I did at 25? This is actually pretty good. At 25, I was playing DFS every day and playing 12 hours of FIFA every day. It's yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. But so rare. There's there's my son, guys. See, even one sec. We got the same aneurysms here. Hey, bro, wasn't even looking because I didn't see him. No, yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was just feeling what you, you were, were both doing. there, kind of like, oh god, um, guys, we're not related. Yeah, it's a family show now. Literal, a literal family show now. We're hey, not related. What's your dad, what's your dad Shit, my dad's name is Sean. Mm-hmm. I like actually, my dad's actual name is Sean. Well, my dad's name is John, but in Ireland, John Sean is John in Ireland. Like that, Sean is Irish for John, so he goes by Sean. So yeah, he, but yeah, his name is Sean. Does he go outside? Yes, he does actually. Oh. So there, there are some stark differences. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so at, at twenty-five, I was I was crushing pro clubs on FIFA. I uh, remortgaged my house that I don't own for so records. So there you yeah, go. Is that here you go. Hey, bro, as the FIFA content creator. For, Forget about like the actual creation. How much better of a game mode is pro clubs than foot? Um, it depends. I think foot is great if you just buy yourself. I wouldn't play pro yeah. clubs. Okay, that's fair. But if you've got a good group of friends, pro clubs is elite. Fantastic. We should do a so rare pro clubs. I try to get you in and sorry, Craig. Craig. Still messed it up, yeah. Craig. <laughs> Craig. To, to play pro clubs. Craig Douglas. You said that as if the R was the problem. <laughs> uh, what was that show? Laird, you're definitely too old for this, but uh, Haber, you're probably too young for this. It was a show on Nickelodeon. If anyone can help me, that they had like the they they had like the big mountain at the end of it, and you had to climb up the mountain to like win the competition, and they called it like the Craig or something. Like I said, Laird, you're too old. Like they would. I actually know exactly what you're talking about. That's shocking. Um, it was like an obstacle course, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so it wasn't double there, I don't think. No, it wasn't. Um, though no. they did also have it. If someone, if someone says it, I'll know what it was. Um, but it was like, it was like, it was like an obstacle course. And now Mike Baston said something. It was not that. It wasn't like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Haber, do you know what Legends of the Hidden Temple is? No. Oh, or Laird, do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. I was born in 1998. If that gives you any context to anything you're saying, no, I got I got to look this up now. It wasn't like Double Dare. Um, My conscious memory spans back to about 2006, I reckon. Was Nickelodeon like 
even a thing back then yeah i love nickelodeon but like the shows the shows that i grew up watching was like cramp twins and like ed ed and eddie um i know what that is what else was it temple run oh guts was it guts laird i thought it was global uh, guts i don't think so i think it was called global guts Yeah, I, th I think that's what it was. No, it was Le Legends, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Those are different things. Yeah, so the the final thing at the end of Global Guts on Nickelodeon when, when I was a kid, it was called, the mountain was called the Craig. The Craig. C -R Craig. No, no, C-R-A-G, the Craig. I would say Craig. The Craig? <clears throat> I would pronounce C-R-A-G, Craig. Craig. No, no, no. I would pronounce C-R-A-I-G as Craig. Yes. Not Ryan, Ryan, Ryan got out. Yeah. So Ryan, there was there was like a couple versions of it. It was it was guts and then global guts. And yeah, there was a couple different options. Legend I, of the Hidden Temple was great. I actually want to get a shirt from that show. Um for the blue barracudas. Mm -hmm. I don't you're not speaking English. I am. No I idea what you're saying to me. So so Laird, do you know what Ed Ed and Eddie was? Okay, I, I knew what that was. That um, was a great show. I'm trying to think of other shows I watched on Nickelodeon. Um, um, you probably watched a lot of SpongeBob. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm going to type in Nickelodeon shows real quick and find some for you. Yeah, Ed, Ed, and Fairly Ed, Odd Ed, Parents. And... What? Fairly Odd Parents. I've seen that. How, wait, what year were you born, Sean? 88. Yeah, ask Laird what year he was born in Haver. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Same decade. <laughs> He's gonna have to get a, like like a Roman tablet out and just show me the scribe on it. <laughs> his his the year he was born was actually letters, not numbers. That's yeah. <laughs> I think so. Like Daniel Cooper just said, Drake and Josh. Favorite, I think Drake and Josh was after like when I was really watching Nickelodeon and stuff, but I am familiar with it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. So you'd have been watching Nickelodeon, like you'd, you'd remember probably like '93 to like '98 or something. Yeah, probably like the late '90s. So what? Yeah. what like what shows were on the late '90s? Like I I'm not really seeing that. any shows that I watched from the late '90s, to be honest. Um, Larry is so over this conversation because he's so old. He's like, I don't even know what any of these are. Like what? Did you what, watch... what, is, what does Larry watch on TV? Sports. I did that too. I was, I did that too. Although I, I, funnily enough, I was very into baseball. That was my problem as a kid is that I like, I had all the opportunities in the world to like, to really pursue sports at a high level, but I just didn't care. I didn't watch sports or anything like that. So I was I, like, I played in Leicester's Academy and stuff like that. I just never got like, I never cared enough. So I was athletic. I'm like moderate. I'm athletic, but I just have yeah, yeah, I can tell stamina and ability to do anything of any whatever. <laughs> so like when you got to like sixth grade, when you couldn't just like run around nonstop all the time because you were like twelve, that was the end of my. I told I told uh, I told Haber this the other day, Laird. You will appreciate this. So in college, 
they had, I went to like one of the Penn State branch campuses, which most of you guys won't understand, but Laird will probably understand that. And my, me and my group of friends like dominated and were really good at, at uh, a lot of the, um, the intramural sports. And so we played like intramural sports like five days a week and we did all the, all the sports, volleyball, football, basketball. We sucked at basketball, but we played it. So anyways, um, it was really good. So I, I then went to Penn State main campus my junior year. And the first intramural sport was like basketball. And my group of friends were like, well, yeah, let's play basketball. I'm like, sure, yeah, I'm in, whatever. I show up the first day and like the team we were playing was the Penn State football team. And they're just, they're going through like warm-up drills, doing windmill dunks and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be the end of that. I'm going to sit at my apartment for the rest of my life and play video games. Because I can do that at a high level. <laughs> I just want to, sorry to bring it back to Sarah for a second. I just wanted to ask you because I forgot earlier. Do you reckon it's too early to start planning for next year's Asia and America comms? No, go buy Carlos Gill. I, I honestly really want to buy a Super Air Carlos Hill, but <laughs> I'm just like, I, I just don't know if I can justify spending funds on that right now, given the fact that I can actually win with if I spend that money on other cards. I have the same thing with actually not even. MLS cards or Asia cards, but it's actually just like European cards that have a break. Yeah, like it just feels like wasted money when I could have someone that's actually got utility right now. Right. It's, yeah, I get it. Also, like I will say with like Asian America, it's really tricky to deal with all of them because they have very, their contracts are like a lot different and a lot shorter than like the guys in Europe. So like you just everyone you like I like Carlos Gill's like I think his is is a team option for next year. Like I don't even know if he's got like a locked in contract yet for next year. He um, is until I think he's locked in until late 2024, I think. So late next year. Yeah, so like the end of next season. That's right. The end of next yeah. season, which yeah. is December. But like so it's just the only one like that really matters is whether Brad Guzan plays another season or not. That's <laughs> I swear they're gonna be does. I saw Kahuna. Kahuna's like, I have a new strategy. I'm like, no, Kahuna, there's no strategy other than buying Brad Guzan's. Yeah, so MLS contracts expire in December. So do the Asia. But like so Asia, like everyone's like on like a one-year contract, except for like certain people. So it's just difficult to go in with full confidence in a lot of those leagues and buy someone and be like this guy I'm certain of, because if they suck, they just might not be brought back. And then if they're good, they might go somewhere else. It's just like, it's a, just a tricky web to weave. My fear at the moment is I've got, <laughs> so I've got a, um, I've got a San Freque Hiroshima like stack going on and i really want that under 23 midfielder mitsuta not because he's under 23 just because he's part of san freke's team and i want to kind of he scores really well um he's a forward he's that plays yeah he, he plays sorry he plays in midfield he's a forward that's why he scores really well as a, as a forward card but it's like nowadays so many teams are following that brighton model of sort of shopping in the j league i'm kind of worried that a card standing out at that age will or a player standing out at that age will inevitably move somewhere I know the Jupiler Pro League love shopping at the J League and stuff like that. So that's kind of my fear at the minute with that. And there's never really great places for sources on that information unless you're in those countries because like Google will always show you stuff at the top from relevant areas around your location. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's tough. It is really tough at the moment. 
I'll say the one benefit is one of the leagues that they that there's been like talk that previously was terrible was the second division in Germany. And like people went there, like when Tanaka went there, everyone was like, well, there goes that utility. And then we got second That's division. That's true. So that is that is true. Um, <clears throat> that's another topic for another day. Sorry to cut yeah. this off, but I've got some like adult stuff to do. I, so, I've i got a football game in like half an hour. I need to go. There you go. You should stretch. Just get used to it now. I actually should, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's thank cool. you everybody for joining. Haber, thanks so much for bringing that topic that I thank think you for having me on minutes um, of this hour and 25. But yeah, thank you everybody. Haber, thank you. And um, good luck. Thank you.